0: Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Box Office Bootleg. I'm your co host, Robert. And I'm your co host, Reggie. Welcome, everybody. Absolutely. And um, we're recording this episode preemptively. Uh, we're just trying to do it the moment of, because for myself, respectively, I have a whole lot of major life events happening. I'm getting married. Oh, uh, uh, I thought Reggie- it was a funeral. No, no, it's it's not a funeral It's the opposite oh, It's it. the start of life This wonderful man here, Reggie Is going to be my best man Well,
1: it's, I, I, well it's, you can kind of see as a funeral of your single life What?
0: No, I, I put that I'm sorry uh, I laid that to rest I am excited about the wedding It's going to be an amazing <laughs> time It's just that I need time to be able to relax Be able to do a mini honeymoon All that good kind of stuff mm-hmm. So we're recording this episode now Especially because right within the past two, three days, we've had a few different events that have happened that are worth talking about. We want to be able to talk about it within the moment. And so this is just more of a casual themed kind of episode, respectively. And uh, let's get right into it. So all right, um, the theme of the episode is
1: monopolies. Fun! And That's my favorite game. Absolutely. Capitalism is amazing, man. Yes. It's what? What? awesome. I prefer to get Park Place and Boardwalk. What is your favorite spots? Say that again. Park Place and Boardwalk.
0: Park Place and Boardwalk. Oh, the game Monopoly. God, I need to be able to get a fun version of that. Um, No, Brown, the, the Browns, yo. The Browns. The Browns.
1: No. The first two spawns and then the, oh, browns? Yes, the browns. All those yeah, shitty those the Browns. Those are the shit properties, dude. Shit
0: properties, but you're able to gentrify them immediately and build expensive-ass hotels
1: no. in them. like, okay, for all you guys who want to win Monopoly, it's the orange one. So right at the corner, you're going to hit Indiana Avenue and all those other properties We're right before park, free parking. That's like the hot spot. All right, we're gonna it's we're like, gonna test this out with. It's like, I'm the motherfucking master when it comes to Monopoly, dude. Okay, I, I have the Disney Monopoly. Okay, I'm I'm. <laughs> on, wait, what's the park place in
0: Broadway so, for so, the Disney so, Monopoly? So,
1: like, like Disney has many versions of it, but the of original, they do. but the original one was 101 Dalmatians, and it was. Pinocchio was green. I I think it was uh, 101 Dalmatians was uh, Boardwalk. And I I forget, I'm blanking out on on the other one.
0: Well, considering that 101 Dalmatians for the longest time was the highest grossing Disney animated film in its first run. Because the thing that people need to keep in mind with Disney animated films, especially the prior generations, is that... They would release those movies all the time. So the reason why so many of these films have such a high ranking, you know, inflated box office is because these movies would just chill out or get re-released like every five, six years. Now, 101 Dalmatians is unique in that most of its money it was able to generate right in its first run. Hmm. Like they didn't have to re-release that movie because it just stayed in theaters for that duration hey, of time. People love
1: like people love them Dalmatians. Like to the point where where like people say where dog breeders tell you no, Dalmatians are the worst breed to get.
0: Well like, they're they're a difficult breed for people that are just looking for like a casual dog with yeah. uh, children, especially because Dalmatians aren't actually good for kids at all because they were they, built as hunting dogs initially. You know, they're meant to just, like, go as fast as possible, bite as fast as possible, and and then retrieve fast as possible. I mean, I associate them with firefighters. Well, that's why they're good with firefighters, because if you needed somebody to get something really quick, (laughs) Dalmatians will just burst into a burning home and get the heck out as quick as possible. So, with that said, said, speaking of animals, um, and monopolies in general, um... First big acquisition that happened this week, Garfield belongs to Nickelodeon now. Uh, Paul's Inc., which has been under Jim Davis for the mm-hmm. longest time, uh, two days ago was acquired by Viacom. So not only is Garfield now a part of the Nickelodeon family, of course, SpongeBob, all those guys, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which yeah. was the Which was the previous big acquisition that Viacom had done as far as an independently owned character. Because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, up until 2014, even after the live-action movie... really, Yeah, after the live-action movie came out, um, Viacom and Paramount just went ahead and bought the property from Kevin Eastman and... Oh, what's the other dude's name? Because it still belonged to those guys.
1: I mean, like Kevin Eastman, it's like it's like the name that most people are familiar with. Yes, like, yes,
0: he, but- he was st- he was still in charge of it. But then in 2014, he sold it wholesale to. Okay. Paramount and Nickelodeon. So I mean, basically, they, they, all the properties that um, Ninja they, Turtles has done since then, yeah. those are totally Nickelodeon properties.
1: Well, I mean, like again with Ninja Turtles, I, I mean, like there's so many versions of them. It's like it's kind of like their it's kind of like Paramount's Power Rangers, if you if you think about
0: it. The irony of that statement, Reg, is that you know that Paramount and Saban Entertainment are in negotiation to try to do their own Power Rangers. Reboot, right? I mean, so there, I you, go. Surpri- like, there I you go. I would be surprised. So, so, so in addition to Ninja Turtles, Spongebob, and potentially, potentially Power Rangers. Um, Wait, my, own, my only, okay, here's the thing about like. No, no, you know, no, no everybody- I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Just to, just to make a quick correction. The big significant thing that happened with Power Rangers is that Power Rangers was bought by Hasbro. And Hasbro has a first look deal With Paramount So just so okay, Guys (laughs) these fucking contracts are so Complicated so the easiest thing To realize with Garfield is that Garfield now belongs to them Jim Davis has given his Blessing mm -hmm. to like if you guys Want to do a new series new films Whatever you want you know You guys now own Garfield And Garfield can do crossovers With Spongebob
1: and all that crazy (sighs) crap Uh Yeah like, I think that'd be, like, the first thing they'll try to do. Yeah. I mean, like, Charles Schwartz will be rolling in his grave if his children sell his uh, his lovable characters to one of these conglomerates.
0: Well, with... I mean, the Schwartz family has been,
1: like, very, very
0: protective. Well, of... that's what I'm saying.
1: He'll be rolling in his grave if his kids sold his characters to somebody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. Like, e- even the
0: fact that Blue Sky was able to do... The version of Peanuts that they did, like that was like a lot of like negotiation and hands-on kind of stuff. Where it's yeah, like, you know, we're trying to be respectful for
1: the but material. It still worked. Like but the movie, the, the movie still worked for what it the,
0: is. The difference, though, and um, I just want, I just want to know a little bit more about just your experience with the Garfield fan base because. Mm-hmm. I have my experience, and there's a lot of weird stuff that has been done with Garfield recently on the internet and meme-wise. But I, I want to hear your insight first. So, I mean, like, the only memes what is with, your
1: experience with Garfield? I mean, like, like okay, so we're just going to start off with the memes. Like, the only memes that I'm familiar with are the ones where they pretty much erase all the bubbles from John and like have oh, and I love have everything. that shit. Garfield just, without Garfield. <laughs> Yeah. That
0: is my jam. I fucking love those so like much. John's just throwing <laughs> It's just John talking to himself. I fucking love those <laughs> so so much. Well so that, that, that that's the early stage part. Garfield meme, Reg. I'm 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 gonna bring some stuff up to you. Um, in this conversation, but because, with oh, with the Garfield that you know, like you were telling me earlier, that you mostly uh, dealt with Garfield with the animated.
1: Stuff. Yes, like yeah, Garfield for me was pretty much animated because, like again, like I know, like I know you growing up with the books, like I always see it in the Scholastic magazine. Oh, don't age, <laughs> Reg. We're not that different. I grew up with the cartoons too. It's yeah, just but, that for, but for me, I was. But, but you prefer the books over the. Uh, like, Not
0: only did I prefer the books, I had. Every, remember those bricks? Yeah, but the bricks, like, those like, brick black, uh those black and white brick Garfield.
1: Comic again, book they sold the shit out of it on the Scholastic magazines. Like every time, like that I. That was like, my I was, hey, I love jam,
0: Reg. That was my jam. I had every single one up until at least two thousand one. Okay. Um, I had the Sunday Color. uh garfield comic ones because obviously in the little books they couldn't be able to have them in color but i got the sunday color ones yeah um i got the specials too i even got the weird one where it would do like like it had like the realistic drawing looking Mm. ones and like that's the interesting thing with garfield when it was starting to get popular is that you notice that Jim Davis was still trying to do really weird stuff with the Garfield property. Like, yeah. remember, there's that infamous one where, like, Garfield was in the house, but it looked like it was decrepit and abandoned for 20 years.
1: See, I, and, don't, I don't remember. Like, again, I, it, I like it's, like, it's, it's this like, infamous like like, one. Catch, like, like for me, it's like sometimes, I'm like, I'm like again, if I look through the look through my house, I probably had yeah. like a couple of. Couple of those books, um, yeah. like laying around, but mostly, most like most of my experience with Garfield was always with the cartoons. Um, yeah, uh, hang on, I'm just going through because, uh, like, again, like, like they had all these specials, but they were on, on VHS tapes, like on CBS. Yeah, it was like it was yeah. like cBS uh like cBS uh distribution, so yeah. I was like, yeah, here comes Garfield, Garfield on the town right uh, I think Garfield goes to Hollywood garfield Christmas is Christmas. one
0: yeah Now, the yeah. thing to keep in mind, Reggie, is that like most yeah. of those were adapted from like special edition comics, like mm. they actually had like the comic book form of that, and then they would adapt it respectively into yeah. the TV specials. You know, and um, the the specific one I'm talking about, which was actually, like, the first idea that they had for a Garfield mm-hmm. movie, he did a week-long Halloween special kind of thing where we see a Garfield in a completely abandoned home where there's cobwebs and mm-hmm. looks dilapidated, you know, and it just, like, he does, like, these, like... Dutch angles like he went like really weird with like the actual like horror aspect of Mm. it and the last comic book is just like him basically being like wait this house has been abandoned for years where have they gone where have they gone and then like the last two panels is like him kind of snapping out of it and seeing John and Odie but there's always been that fan theory where it's like wait is Garfield just imagining shit like is everything that we're seeing in this comic book Series just like uh, an abandoned cat in a home that's been like abandoned <laughs> for years and years and years. Like, it was like really inexplicably dark, yeah. like, seven set of comics. Mm-hmm. And what's insane is that Jim Davis wanted to make that the basis of the first movie. In fact, he even pitched it to Disney as wow. Garfield Judgment Day. Wow, Garfield Judgment Day. He wanted to make that. Like a feature film where it's yep. like a Garfield but, that is in an abandoned thing, but but Disney but was like, this is weird as hell. We're not making this as a movie. It's like
1: yeah, and the kids that like, grew up watching those Garfield specials and then Garfield Prince It's like, are they gonna really get into some, the, the like into that haunted house? But,
0: shit? but 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 remember, there was that I want to say it was called the Nine Lives of Garfield. That TV special where it was like different shorts about like different aspects of. Garfield's life and that one had like weird segments too where like they even had one where it was like a realistically drawn almost like a watercolor color pencil. Just
1: yeah Garfield's but, weird. Uh, yeah. Garfield's weird. But, and, and, yeah. and and to me and yeah, this leading- CBS, yeah, CBS did do did do that, uh did, did, did do an adaptation, but again, like the only tapes like the tapes that I have seen in the advertised were the four here comes Garfield, Garfield on the town um, in uh, Garfield Goes to Hollywood. Yeah. And like yeah. all the music was done by Lou Ross. <sighs> Go figure, man. Um, it's like, yeah. I, I, I want to say that
0: like, I, I think the way that Garfield has been able to like maintain itself with like online culture is the fact that like there is those little elements to it. Something mm. like Garfield without Garfield. The fact yeah. that Jim Davis would be willing to have his property like kind of like mangled and reinterpreted mm-hmm. in weird ways, you know and the current thing that's happening right now where it's like I don't know if you've seen like there's a current meme right now with Garfield where it it's it it crosses Garfield and HP Lovecraft no I where where there's a whole community reg on like reddit and Twitter and stuff where'll where have like Garfield. <laughs> like transformed into this like disgusting lovecrafting creature
1: oh, where there's man. a
0: whole and some of them are like legitimately disturbing and pretty crazy right. in fact there's a whole there's a whole reddit thread which yeah. called r slash i'm sorry john <laughs> Where the whole thread is that, like, okay. John is just, like, John is trying to, like, escape, like, Garfield has turned into this, you know, fucking nightmarish Cthulhu creature, where it's just, like,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, John. Oh, so he's a surviving Where's the same Where's the lasagna, John? <laughs> okay, so I haven't, like, I'm sorry th- for what I did to I haven't remember. come across, oh, so, like, John. those Reddit pulse, but...
0: But um, yeah, was, where, like, he looks was, like a fucking creature from the thing. <laughs> well,
1: like, <laughs> like it's insane there's, there's, stuff. There's people that are piggybacking on this on um, this meme that like, yeah. came out like a couple years ago called "You shit posted in the wrong neighborhood." Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, it's a remix of uh, of the Eminem song with Nate Dogg, "Shake That Ass." And oh, <laughs> Christ! <laughs> and, like this, like this DJ blended that song with another song and uh and what they did is they played um, they they married it to to uh, uh, to a, uh, to one of the Garfield specials where John was on a dancing show and he's just like doing all these weird dancing moves and it's in sync with the music oh yeah yeah uh, well
0: guess what that video <laughs> has popped back up in your YouTube recommends <laughs> like it's popped back up because garfield Garfield is almost like. I would almost put him on like that same tier as somebody like Sonic or Shrek. We're like, we like when you take somebody like that kind of character, you know, somebody that is just so over commercialized, but still has that like oddball element to it yeah. inherently. It, it's like it doesn't seem like it, it doesn't seem forced that some weird meme stuff like. Turning Garfield into like the creature from the yeah. thing would just pop up on Twitter because it's just like Garfield is such like a heavily commercialized standard figure in I've our culture it, that you well, can be able to do something like that. I
1: mean, that's that really explains a lot about like some of these artists uh, because when you look at Jim Davis, like Jim Davis, like he was cool with it. Like he he pretty much that's He but again, he like again he. Like, I feel that Jim Davis is more of a businessman versus, like, your Bill Waters and your Charles Schultz, he, who are very, like, per- like they, 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 they care so much about yeah. these characters. Jim
0: Davis is a businessman, and he has been inexplicably chill
1: but he's, with what people have again. Done with the again, character. Again, he's fine with it because it still makes his character popular. Unlike, you know, like, with the Peanuts, it's like, like God forbid, like you know, God forbid, you try to do something funny with Snoopy. Like they'll, like you know, you get cease and desist. It, it, it's also worth bringing up that like and then Bill Watterson with uh, Calvin and Hobbes, he hates everything that like every well, every like artist. Bill Watterson
0: is the extreme of that, where it's like he is so protective of his property to the point that he's basically become a hermit at this point. Yeah. So that that's so that's the extreme aspect of them but with with somebody like Garfield because of how commercialized the character was right and you want to talk about how embarrassing of a Garfield fan I was I have the fucking album what album Garfield came out with an album with Lorenzo music and different songs with Garfield I unironically bought that fucking CD when I was 10 at Blockbuster. So? so it, it has like five, six songs that has like Lorenzo music okay. doing like a really shitty like Al Roddy Dangerfield kind of rap thing and everything. Uh-huh. I was totally one of those kids. I was totally one of those kids. Dude, I you was into use the it. fucking
1: Chipmunks. I mean like... like
0: Chipmunks you- makes sense, Rich. Chipmunks was one of the highest selling albums ever <laughs> but a Garfield album—that's my embarrassment. With that said, like, with that said, I, I, I think like with the hyper commercialization even, even with, of Garfield, uh, and
1: even with that version of Garfield, like uh, again, like whenever you think about Garfield, everyone thinks about that voice, Lorenzo Music's uh, like voice and personality that he gave that character life. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, and the funny thing is, you know. Like like when uh, when it came to like the real Ghostbusters, he also was, uh, he also voiced a uh, Bill Murray's uh, character.
0: Yeah, that's the whole position. You know, yeah. I've never seen the live action films. I did it out of protest.
1: I've, I've seen. I I think I've like I've seen people comment on it and like critique it, but like I like I really wasn't. It was like it was the same thing with the Chipmunks movies. I I didn't bother watching them.
0: It's like I will say the first Chipmunks movie isn't the worst thing ever. As a, I know, that's embarrassing. I should be like the staple of better cinema. But the first Chick Monks movie is not the worst thing. Uh, uh, Again, yeah, but but getting, like... but getting back to Garfield, I think because of the over commercialization of Garfield, you end up with like weird ass stories and news articles that are still associated with them. Like the, the that beach in Greece where, like, it would inexplicably have, like, those Garfield cat bones that would just, like, wash up on the shore. And it was doing it for, like, two three years where huh. everybody was like, why the fuck are all these Garfield bones washing up on our shore? You know? And it's, like, in the current environment that we live in where yeah. you can just expect any weird shit like that. Like, yeah. look at the 30 to 50 feral hog meme that's happening right now and that's gonna age us like nobody's business right now
1: I again that's
0: been a fun as hell meme where well, uh, where there's a tweet that was sent out by somebody just being like guys what can I do about 30 to 50 feral hogs in my yard to protect my children and like he, he said it out of context totally uh, out of context it's a totally out of context tweet where it's like Guys, there's 30 to 50 feral hogs in my yard right now. I need to protect my children. How can I get rid of these 30 to 50 feral hogs? Oh. And it's just the imagery of it, of just like, why are there 30 to 50 hogs? And apparently, it's an actual issue that's happening with a lot of different rural properties where there's actually like an explosion of feral hogs and like javelinas that are just fucking up people's properties across think, the country I, again, so it's like a legitimate fucking I think issue that's see, it's, happening it's, it's right
1: it's now i when you over domesticate these animal sites um, um, i want to escape in escape in, like and propulate 30 to 50 feral hogs yeah there those, we go 30 to 50 feral hogs it's like you don't want to fuck with those little warthogs man they they will Damage you
0: you know. Uh, tell me about it. So, <laughs> it, will
1: but, kill you, But dude. the fact that,
0: like, Garfield, the fact that a, a character like Garfield yeah. pops up perfectly with that weird-as-hell, deranged, hell world, current 2019 kind of culture. So the only thing that I'll tell Nickelodeon is, is that you're going to end up with the weird-as-hell fan base that's going to be associated with whatever new animated film that you're going to do. Whatever kind of thing that you're going to do that crosses over with SpongeBob, it's going to be weird. It's going to be so fucking
1: weird. The thing is, the thing is, um, like, get annoying, annoying Nickelodeon and, and uh, like, the current Nickelodeon. It's like they won't, I think they won't go weird with the property. Because, like, the only, I mean, like, the only property that, that's able to maintain its weirdness is SpongeBob. Because, I mean, like, that's, like, part of the character, but, like
0: I don't know. Well, just have Garfield show up, man. Just it, it, Damn, it, it's like don't ex- do what... don't explain it. Just have him show up where it's like
1: they're
0: still do you at, mean,
1: they're, they're still working at the, they're still working on that third hate, SpongeBob movie. I hate Mondays, and it's like I love Mondays.
0: <laughs> and oh. just like natural contrast between. Oh Jesus! You could have Garfield and fucking Squidward be the best of buds.
1: <laughs> just. I mean, Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Yeah, I yep. mean, like any. Yeah, anything can be possible yep. now. No nowadays. No, with things that are things not, that are not. Okay. Po- okay. So if they're gonna put Garfield with SpongeBob, uh-huh. I want to see the Fast and Furious uh, Fast and Furious crew team up with Jurassic Park. If they're gonna, if they want to go stupid with their properties. I think everyone should have the opportunity to All do right, ladies stupid. and
0: gentlemen, I had to cut out a 20-minute rant by Reggie in the previous episode where he was advocating for dinosaurs in the Fast and Furious. Yes. Franchise. It's not going to fucking happen. It's going to
1: happen. <laughs> you, you go, go sp- space first, Reggie. No. That's the rule of thumb no. with any franchise. No, you make more money with Jurassic Park. Think about all the money.
0: Uh, no, you do fucking
1: space... First. You always do What, what they're gonna see when Elon Musk and drive his fucking Ferrari up up to the moon?
0: We're gonna take this moon up
1: <laughs> for family. Drive I mean, up think there. about this. Like the first time you introduced with uh introduced Vin Diesel, he's he's doing a a job where they they go into the back of the truck and saw a bunch of DVDs. That was the first heist. I know. They jacked a the truck full of DVDs, bro. Man, but but
0: I don't know. I, I feel like you'd have to do too much world building <laughs> with the uh, dinosaurs. No, it's already space. there.
1: You could just they put often, space it's, it's, in it's, that It's shit. already there. After the Jurassic World 2 where they let the fucking dinosaurs loose because the little clone girls are like, well, they're just like me, button.
0: But the establishment of that world, Reggie, is that Jurassic World had already existed for 25 years in this world, and so, you can't fucking tell me that so, Paul Walker, so, Paul Walker, Vin Diesel, one to that brought up, yo, you know there's dinosaurs in this world, right? Yeah, that's pretty fucking crazy, nope, right? Nope, yeah, that's totally right. No,
1: nope. it's like the rock existed all of a sudden in these movies. Or Paul. Or just Or, or Paul Walker
0: could have drove off and been like, I'm gonna go to Jurassic World with my exactly. family. Exactly! That's what happened
1: to Paul Walker. He, got, he didn't he die didn't... in a car crash. <laughs> a motherfucking T-Rex ate his ass. <laughs> So he funny. took his child to Jurassic World He was one of the victims And they got cut up in cut okay. up with the, with the No 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 no, no. With the, with the, They're, uh, gonna,
0: they're the- gonna retcon it Reggie Where <laughs> fucking Jimmy Buffett With the two margaritas <laughs> in Jurassic World They're gonna like really Shitty like <laughs> CGI Paul Walker's face like Not even really that well They're just gonna still image Paul Walker's face On the guy with the two margaritas And just retcon it to where like Oh yeah, that was a uh, fucking What's Paul
1: Walker's name in the fucking Fast and Furious movies. I don't know. Fuck it's yeah. Bog Walker Dude. and Vin Diesel. I mean, the only reason why we know Cabinet Hobbs is they promote the shit out of that movie. Yeah, who gives a shit about <laughs> like these characters' names? They should just It's like it's, it's like we know Tyrese. Ludacris. It's like we know the attitude. <laughs> just avoid all- I don't even know Andrews Alba's name! Villain name. What? He's the black Superman! Locke, I think. No, Locke was
0: fucking Ryan Reynolds. Ah, shit. Ryan Reynolds just in the first fucking 10 <laughs> minutes. Hey, spoiler. He's a character. He's Deadpool. Shut up.
1: No, Shut Deadpool up. Deadpool made a cameo in the movie. He's basically fucking Deadpool. Hey. But that's what I say. If they're going to have Deadpool in the movie, bring me my motherfucking dinosaurs. That's all I'm asking. Uh, let's go to the movie first. I mean, first. no, no, no. Dinosaurs first. I mean, fuck all that bullshit with the, uh, with the monster madness. Okay,
0: here's <laughs> how I rank it. Number three, dinosaurs. Number two, the moon. Number one, Helen Murren, dri- uh, Helen Murren driving one of these fucking vehicles. Oh, she's going driving like in one of those movies. No, I want her to be, like, street racing, like, some gangbusters. Oh, no, she's going
1: to street race Vin Diesel. It's like...
0: She fucking better She fucking better That's the only thing That I want out of this Fucking franchise
1: So moving on To I mean unless If they want to like Unless if they wanted, Like you know Bring in the folks From Caligula She was in that movie They're
0: not gonna agree <laughs> She was in Caligula We're not doing An x-ray to Fast and Furious Yes <laughs> No we're not No we're fucking not
1: Moving Helen on Mary, like, Mary, Helen Like Helena can bring it she is a she
0: is an international treasure. Yes. And with that said, we're moving on to other news, and it is kind of like it, it's a good note with a little bit of a break that we have to do just with you know different stuff that I have to do and all that kind of good stuff. Um, so the quarterly report, right, box mm-hmm. office wise with Fox. And I want to say that we did bring this up initially, you know, where it's like Fox was not going to have the best season post-merger. But yesterday we had two basic giant news. OK, uh, Disney announced with Disney Plus, And I'm so sorry that we keep bringing up Disney. It's just it's. They're a huge
1: conglomerate. We have, no, to, we, 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 we have to. We have to. We have to. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. it's like we bring them up so much. The mouse needs to pay us.
0: They do, except we're very critical of them, and this is what I mean. So they announced their gauntlet into the streaming wars, where they're going to bundle up, and we predicted this that they're going to bundle up Disney Plus, Hulu with ads, and ESPN Plus for twelve ninety nine which is the same price point as the basic level that you're able to do with Netflix. So there are three major things that you're able to get through their service. You're going to basically get for the same price as you would with Netflix. So that's a huge gauntlet toss. Yeah. Now, here's the bigger, more important thing about the state of not just what they're planning to do with Disney+, Plus, but also what they're planning to do with Fox as a whole. Now, Bob Iger... Yesterday mm-hmm. did bring up with the quarterly reports that with Fox, they're taking a one hundred and seventy million dollar loss for the year. In particular, because not just because Dark Phoenix underperformed as severely as it did. I mean, you're talking about a film with a two hundred million dollar budget because of the resuits and, and shit mean, like that. Uh, and like it only everyone- made sixty five million
1: dollars domestically. It and- did. God Awful yeah. domestically. Yeah, it did got awful, but a, lo- a lot of people on the internet were joking how they saw New Mutants, because it's uh, supposed to come out last week.
0: New Mutants just attacks right off, and in fact, the bigger thing that I'm saying with this is that they brought up the operation losses. Yeah. They've already said that they're going to reduce the slate for feature films that are going on with the 20th Century Fox property. And not just that, but the big thing that they've brought up, and it's the thing that everybody predicted, especially with the worrisome thing about the people that work for 20th Century Fox, is that the reducing the slate of films, not just the 10 to 12 films, but half of those films might not even be released theatrically. Like Bob Iger specifically brought up properties like Home Alone, Nine at the Museum, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and Cheaper by the Dozen as films that they are wanting to produce new feature films for, be it a reboot, be it a remake, be it whatever the hell they want to call it for a new generation. Mm -hmm. And they've already said that those type of films are probably only going to be for Disney Plus or Hulu. Yeah. And that the only films from Fox that would actually come out theatrically are going to be the Avatar sequels, stuff like Planet of the Apes, maybe. You so, gotta imagine some of the sci-fi but, properties, like, but the sci-fi properties are at such a low state where it's like you had the Predator that bombed last year. You had Alien Covenant that bombed the year before. Yeah. So... There's been rumors that they might be doing something with Alien as far as like a series, like a like a mini series for
1: Hulu or I, something. I mean, like what? I mean, what else can you do with Alien? Because uh, tell me about it. Because again, they're thinking. I mean, like, I mean, like, there's like probably rumor mills like saying that Ridley Scott is because like is like trying to like hope to like. They're probably, continue, well, I mean, continue with covenant, but like focus so much on David, because even like like with the two bad prequels, I mean, like David was really consistent. I mean, like Michael Fassbender is a great actor. The character is interesting.
0: I have issues with Prometheus. I will defend Prometheus. I understand the issues with
1: Prometheus, but I will still defend what I was trying to do. It is what it was trying little... to do, but it's written by Damon Lindelof. It got so it's a little bullshit. ahead of its, it got
0: a little ahead of itself but especially after seeing alien covenant I can
1: at least extremely appreciate what Prometheus was trying to do see covenant like covenant was a reaction to Prometheus because they would uh, I mean like think about it like they like the xenomorphs like like David managed to create like the current xenomorphs instead of like having some type of evolution happening with the uh, creatures.
0: Brindley Scott apparently really wanted to do something with one character and just got way ahead of myself. With that said, with that said, um, especially because the the rumor is that they're going to announce something at around September, October... Because it's going to be the 40th anniversary of Alien, so there is something that they're planning to I'm, announce for cur-
1: it. Well, I mean, I'm curious if if, um, if they're thinking about reviving either the new blonde cap sequel or take whatever was developed with that project and move forward with it. But so here's so the, it here's the big here's the big thing,
0: and and I think like the reaction that I've seen on social media. Is that, you know, oh, Bob Biker is saying like, oh, we took this loss and blah, blah, blah. Like it's meant to be like a surprise that they ended up doing this. Except I said it when I was talking about Dark Phoenix, where it's like I predicted and I theorized that Disney was purposefully not marketing Dark Phoenix as well as they could have. So they could make it as big of a loss as they could to effectively make it the equivalent of a tax write-off. And the more critical, cynical thing is that Bob Iger has to tell the shareholders something, right? Like they just spent $71 billion to acquire this company, yet all of the films that are on the slate with Fox, all of them didn't do that great. Yeah. In fact, just to put it perspective, as far as like the timing, I mean, uh, with mean, the, with not, the timing with like, the slate,
1: we got Stuber. We, we had Stuber. We had Dark Phoenix. What was the other uh, Fox breakthrough that like y ish one? But, I mean, like that was that was still a small movie. Like it was like it was it would be like some we modest... had Tolkien from Fox Searchlight again. That was like a worst contender that I guess they didn't feel strongly but, about. But Reg,
0: remember the economic system you exist in remember that just being like below expectations even if your expectations were unrealistic for what the film was going to perform in the first place is a significant enough thing to use as a reason and excuse to do what you're planning with the company and a lot of that translates to the reduction of productions that are greenlit Mm. and Unfortunately, the super shitty thing, layoffs.
1: The biggest I mean, like, thing that lay- I mean, like, everybody were-
0: has been worried about with Fox is the massive amount of layoffs that are happening. The layoffs
1: were, were going to
0: happen it re-
1: like regardless.
0: Which is what I'm saying. Like, everybody's being like, oh, if only these films did better and everything. No, and it's like, like no. It, it, like, Disney purposefully, maybe not purposefully, Okay probably purposefully I'm just gonna say that shit Purposefully the fact that Something like Dark Phoenix right A 200 million dollar production There was an article That came out in Variety That literally said That they hired Tempt hires For their marketing campaign Marketing campaign Imagine if you're trying to market Something Reggie for your movie And it's people that are only gonna be there For a month like in month increments, how the fuck can you be able to advertise a movie if like the person that you hire isn't even going to be there a month from now and be there for the premieres? So it's like you can look at something like that, right? And be like, OK, Disney was always planning to use something like Dark Phoenix as a hit to use this an excuse to make their shareholders feel good, right? Right. And are going to use that as an excuse for reduction in production with 20th Century Fox. And, and, and the bigger thing, right? Well, and, well, and I brought that up with Stuber, the other episode, well, where Stuber yeah. felt like the kind of movie, right, that you would absolutely greenlit a decade ago, but in the current environment doesn't make any sense to Greenlit, because people don't see a fucking movie like that in the theaters anymore.
1: You know. Yeah. But Yeah, I mean like I, I like I I just like with the with the whole 20th Century Fox they could like I could see them like trying to like try to be creative and try to like push more boundaries so at least they have like another studio to like to create more IP but Fox, Ser- Fox Searchlight, but they, Fox Searchlight. They, they're trying
0: to give they're trying to give a little bit of uh, olive but branch to people where it's like oh we're search- still gonna let Fox Searchlight, Searchlight do only, stuff.
1: yeah well Searchlight is only gonna produce movies that are like that are gonna be hit at festivals and um, or like going for awards they are not like Like if you try to look for like, I mean, like, I can only see it to please the adults in the room. Yeah, it's like pretty much hipsters and like people that were already cynical about this merger. It's like here, here's like we're still making we're still making think thinking movies,
0: right? But But, at the end of the day, if your priority is profit, something like Fox Searchlight, I mean, it's like the the you can almost feel like with a statement where it's like something like 20th century Fox where half of its movies are just going to be relegated to a streaming service. And you're only going to end up with like the big giant movies that are actually going to be able to come out for a theatrical release. And at the end of the day, what like what sucks, Reggie, you you brought up an interesting point where it's like giving the green light to like original Films or whatever. What sucks is that in Forbes magazine, um, a well, recent article. Well, a recent article today um, came out today. Also, bringing also, up
1: the and also the, the thing. Well, I mean, and another thing that yeah, I want to yeah, bring yeah. up. Uh, bring up about streaming, like the fact that that you're going to like take half of your slate and put it straight to streaming. It like it feels again. It's like I grew up with, like the time where we could put like put um, you know movies straight to DVDs and like you know D- straight to video. And it's like no matter how much money you put into these films, like I, still, like again, me growing up, you know, like you know, seeing the movie on the big screen is a big deal. It's like, it's, so like like I don't give a shit. It's, I mean like Netflix managed again. Netflix managed to pull in pull in the talent and like the talent and and the and the um, creatives to create you know really good miniseries and really good movies but again but every once in a while you get like a lot of bullshit with them it's like you know with Bird Box uh, the like all those Adam Sutherland movies with like Murder Mystery yeah. the Ridiculous Six which I did sat through and it's like yep it's just straight up bullshit and I will never watch another movie produced by produced by his like Happy Medicine Company
0: but here's the depressing answer to that the depressing retort Mm. Is that the irony of ironies is that Fox had been making the kind of mid-level, you know, mid-budget kind of original, you know, dramas, thrillers, comedies. You know, they were greenlining those films. It's just that in the past two years, those films didn't do well. Like, for example, in 2018, and this was mentioned in an article by Forbes where it's like Disney, the, the, the reasoning that Disney has is like it's it's really concerning about like the nature of where the industry is heading with these services and what's actually going to be in movie theaters and everything. But at the end of the day. In 2000, in years like 2018, the films that they were greenlighting just didn't do fucking well because people didn't go into the theaters to actually watch them. Something like Red Sparrow didn't do well. Something like Widows, you have an Oscar nominated director, you have an ensemble cast. Movie made I mean, its I, budget back, but I didn't, didn't see do in theaters. It, but most of America didn't. Yeah. You had something like Love Simon. You had something that was more inclusive, a bigger deal about like you know an LGBT main lead. You know it had good buzz, but again, didn't do Gangbusters at the box office. Made about forty million. Obviously made a profit, but not a big yeah. phenomenon. Isle of Dogs with Fox Searchlight. You know. It made thirty-two million. Like it's going to make its money back in home release, but you're still talking about a movie that didn't make yeah. its money back. Well, if you look at Super Troopers, Super Troopers doubled its budget, but you're still
1: talking about a super niche comedy thing. But the Super Troopers, well, I mean, like Super Troopers was the one that went straight to Netflix. That was the excuse for that movie. It, like that one, that one well, went internationally,
0: straight- internationally. But what I'm yeah. saying is, like going further down the list, The Hate You Give. You know, based on a best-selling book, did not do that big at the box office either.
1: Bad times at the El Royale completely busted out. I, and so, I enjoyed the movie, like what, like like, and I enjoyed that movie. I saw it in the theaters. So that's what I mean. It's like yeah. like
0: the past the past two years for Fox has not been good. But at the end of the day, it's the fact that like even the critically acclaimed ones, like everybody has the reasoning where it's like. People will go to movies that are original as long as they're good and have, you know, good reviews and everything like a lot of people brought up that thing with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where it's like people will go to original, critically acclaimed movies. And you almost want to, like, bring up how Fox has done the past
1: like the but the difference of, is, you the have you have you know tour director that bring that has like a niche audience, but you have the only
0: recognizable you you have 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 director, have, director that you could be able
1: you, to do that kind no, of no, shit. No, 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 no. But I mean, like aside from that, uh, like but aside from that, the reason why it made more money than than his other previous films, you got the star power of Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio.
0: But like, but there's other movies that have like star power that don't do well either, so. It's just you're bringing up a bigger issue where the movie, the the irony of ironies is that as bumped out as we can be that, you know, they did as bumped out as we can be that like movies like A Home Alone or like A Cheap Dozen or like Diarrhea of a Wimpy Kid or like... Ah, shit. Night at the Museum, it's like as cynical as you could be where it's like that's the movies they need to be releasing in uh, theaters nowadays, but not have it be a remake. Well, what sucks is that Fox was making original critically acclaimed films. It's just nobody was going to them in theaters, which
1: sucks. It's, well, I mean, again, well, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. It's, I like, I just, I like the idea of Disney Plus because at least you can, like, at least, like, stuff that I never got to see on, D, like, that I never got on DVD or if I feel nostalgic yeah. for some property, you can, you know, you have, like, one place where you can see all that stuff. But, you know, but, like, with your new content, if you're focusing on making all these bullshit remakes, of, like, but
0: that's the that's the big thing about consolidating content is that like by them by them bringing up those kind of remakes, it's like, oh, you don't want to watch the reboot of Home Alone? Good luck watching Home Alone and Home Alone Two in another service. Oops, you can't. Sorry,
1: jerkwads. I mean, like again, you have like again, you have the place to watch those original movies. It's just. Yeah, it's, just it's like, called Disney Plus. The yeah, only place but, but you're going to be with Disney Plus, they don't really need to focus on so much bullshit remakes. They can, they can still coast. It's like, I don't know why they're spending all this money, you know, like spending all this money when you have all the fucking IP in the world.
0: It's because like, they want you to be roped into the system. They want you to be you like. You
1: already have me roped in if you just bring all the Toon Disney shit. Which we know DuckTales, at least. I mean, like, you know you have (laughs) DuckTales. DuckTales. I mean, you got DuckTales, Goof Troop, Chippendale, Rescue Rangers. Those
0: haven't been confirmed, although it seems like they're leading into it because, like, the new DuckTales that they're doing right now, like, they had a whole big thing during San Diego Comic-Con where they revealed they're incorporating a lot of those Disney afternoon characters. In fact, freaking, oh, what's it? Um,
1: ah, the character... The kids, from Tailspin. Oh, you mean like Kit and... Um, well, it's either Kids or Kip or... Um, what's her name? But here's they, the they, they name. The
0: little girl. It, it's going to have them when they're grown up. Huh. Because like uh, Don Carnage is in uh, DuckTales. Like they had a recent episode with uh, Don Carnage in wow. it. Wow. I fucking love that character so much. Um, but yeah, it's going to show them when they're older. In fact, what's her name? The little girl... She's grown yeah. up to be Danger Girl, like she's like an evil-can kind of okay. gal, and they are gonna have Goofy, but he's dressed up as like him from Goof Troop. So Max is probably I, gonna pop up. I've, I've heard, heard just, really great things about it. Like they well, actually it mean, like, again.
1: Again, they're mashing all these properties together, and like what the Duck tells on Disney XD. But but it's like still, you have all the original property to put on your streaming service. And like some of these properties you haven't seen the light of day on DVD, and if you're lucky enough to like have like any VHS copies yeah. of like a couple like of an episode or and two. And just
0: on a positive, and just on a positive note to end this episode on, um, gargoyles. Guys, Jordan Peele has straight up said that he would love to do gargoyles. Hook up, get at him. He could probably Let's get see. fucking Keith
1: David to fucking do. Goliath, come so, on, man. So yeah, again, like Dizzy is fucking weird with their properties. It's like they'll 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 like throw everything in the sink and Dugtails, but like I mean like with gargoyles, it's like they I guess they know there's a fan base, but it's not big enough to like justify a two hundred million dollar
0: picture. Well, well, the actual reasoning why is because of Greg Wiseman uh, because Greg Wiseman still has like a co-producer, co-creator kind of um, relationship with the Gargoyles property. Disney has probably thought to themselves, okay, do we want to collaborate with this guy again, bring him back onto the property so we could do more content, but we would have to share the profit or... Can we just wait till he dies
1: and do something?
0: We're just going to wait till he dies. Is, prob- uh, is yeah, probably the reasoning for it. By the time, well,
1: by the, time of the doom is dead. Dead. I mean, like, they have... No, Weissman
0: is, like, in his late 40s, early 50s. He's doing another... You know what sucks with Greg Weissman, and, and we'll end the episode on that notice, that Greg Weissman is one of those cats where it's like... he He's only been able to catch a break recently with Young Justice... Because he worked on Gargoyles. And then got fucked over away from Gargoyles. Then he was able to do Spectacular Spider-Man. Then he got fucked over being pushed out with Spectacular Spider-Man. Then he worked on Young Justice. For two seasons. And then got fucked over again. Pushed off of Young Justice. And then... He was brought on for Star Wars Rebels for one season, Mm -hmm. you know, with Dave Filoni, uh, who was the showrunner for uh, Star Wars Clone Wars. Uh And then when he was able to get the opportunity to be able to do season three for Young Justice, was able to bounce off of that. So everything works in threes, guys. Sometimes it gets screwed over to the point but sometimes you're just able to finish out what you need to. And Young Justice, not only was able to get its third season, it's been renewed for a fourth. So, you know, keep persisting, guys. You can keep being screwed over by the big man with these giant ass corporations, but if you keep with it, keep doing good content, god, you got to believe that you can still be able to do something in this industry. Uh-huh. You got to. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Good positive note to end on, even if it ignores the giant monopolistic capitalist, terrifying aspect of our current industry. Nah. Okay, cool. All right, we're going to end on that positive note. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Um, If we're not able to squeeze in a box office preview um, before the end of the month, we apologize, but... Um, once again, thank you so much for listening to us. All right, uh, okay, when, hang,
1: on, hang on, let me let me take a look. Let me take a look at the box, my box office, and I can tell you exactly what's going to happen.
0: Oh, 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 okay. One last note. One last note. Just because, like, one of the biggest things we we're going to dig into okay, is going to so, be Play Mobile.
1: Oh no, Play Mobile is in December, so we can we can wait until yeah, we can wait until November. Right, one, Anywho, so, one
0: singular prediction, Reg. You got to
1: keep it to one. Ooh, You got to keep it a one. Give me one. All right. It'll be a close race between. uh, No, no. No, sorry. This is supposed to be the weekend of the 14th. Angry Birds 2. Mm -hmm. Angry Birds 2. We're still looking at mm, possibly 30, 35. So that may either. So either it may be number one or possibly number two behind Dora. Fucking Dora. Yeah. Yeah. Um The
0: only movie it that I, the only movie that I think like we can't underestimate is probably Angel Has Fallen, just because there's been this is the third one so far. It's an inexplicable it's like a taken a meanie taken. Where just inexplicably, yes. this franchise has been able to get to a third point because it's a dirt cheap franchise with a guy that's willing to take any check that comes his way. And you know what? I, mean, I wouldn't to be, be surprised. I'm to be surprised if this fucking movie opens to 20 million as well. So I'm I'm gonna say the highest grosser before no, the, it, before Pennywise is gonna be Angel has Fall. Mmm. Angel has fallen before. You know what? Screw it. I'm gonna say the highest grossing movie after this weekend, uh, for movies that are coming out August sixteenth, August twenty third, and August thirtieth, Angel Has Fallen is gonna be the highest grossing movie
1: of the whole bunch. I was I would put nah, I would say Good Boys. You're saying Good Boys, okay. Yeah. How a, high do you think Good Boys is gonna open? Uh Good Boys, like It was funny, Uh, like it was funny, and it's getting like it's getting some good, you know, some good reviews. But um, I think it may pull, like, may pull in the thirty. Wow. Okay. All right.
0: You heard it here, folks. Here's
1: the big two predictions.
0: Reggie is saying (laughs) that Good Boys is going to open thirty million or more. I'm saying that Angel Has Fallen is going to be the highest grossing movie. I'm, I'm not even saying what number. I'm saying even if Angel Has Fallen make makes like fifty million, it's still gonna be the highest grossing
1: of the second part of August. So I mean, it's in good company because like yeah. of all the R-rated comedies, like so I'm looking at the top. Ten, so I'm looking at the top ten R-rated comedies, right? I mean, like top. So around that time, you have the closest I could point out is Superbad. Uh-huh. Super Bad opened up eight uh, in August 17, 2007 But that's to the total, tune of 30 million. That's a
0: totally different environment for R rated comedies,
1: though. It is no, I'm like you haven't seen like I said, you haven't seen Good Boys. Like it could it could easily pull her. All I'm saying is that
0: Good Boys has the hook of being a bunch of actual kids doing R rated comedy, but it doesn't have it, does. the, it doesn't have the McLovin. It see, doesn't have. See, you you have, you, see, you, you have an, again. You
1: haven't seen the
0: movie. I'm definitely, like, watch the movie. I'm saying, advertising-wise, though, it doesn't have like the immediately. Oh no! Like, like, it has
1: the it, hook of the premise. It has the It hook doesn't the, have the hook of the joke. No, the kid. <laughs> you don't need a fucking McLovin like to make this. Like, I'm just telling you. you need you, a you McLovin to open to thirty million. Is what I'm saying. No, American Wedding opened up at thirty mil. But that's carrying three franchise, Three, fuck- That's a different thing,
0: though. That's a different thing with American Wedding. I'm saying to open to super bad levels, you need the hook, and I don't think
1: it's had the hook yet. I'm- (sighs) See, you- All right. We'll see, we'll see. We're we're
0: sticking with our
1: predictions. Reggie has his, he has mine. Well, we, we got to make a wager. Um, so, you're talking about like kids, like like foul mouth kids, and like I said, each of the kids have their own personalities, and they're very charming.
0: I just think it's a different—just, it's going to do well. It's going to do well. I just don't think that it's going to open big. I feel like it's the kind of thing that people might wait to see until it comes out on home video— where they would be able to watch an unrated version of it anyways. Just because comparing 2019 to 2007, I just feel like it's a different dynamic for how a movie like Superbad was able to open as big as it did compared there. to something like Good Boys opening up in the current environment. Like, as we just said, you know, Good Boys, if it came out 2009, I would say it would open to 40000000 million. I'd be that. I'd be that zealous with it. But in this current environment, I just don't see it open into 30. I even think it would open to 2021. I mean, have you you watched the trailers, right? I've seen the
1: trailers. I'm just looking at the marketplace right now. That's the only thing. I mean, there's no, like, that movie has no fucking competition.
0: I I know I know, and you, I, and you know I, that movie has
1: no competition
0: except for a fucking shark movie. You know what? The movie comes out when I get married. Well, well, keep your phone handy. We'll be like, aha, and we could just be able to. No, it's the have weekend after. Up. No, August sixteenth. Rich, you better remember when the fuck I get married. You better you better be oh, a movie.
1: Damn it, Angry Birds open up on Wednesday.
0: Yeah, that's the whole thing that trips it up. Anywho, guys. Thank you yeah. so much for listening to us to Box Office Bootleg. Well, we're going to be able to
1: take a well, little bit uh, of a well, break. Well, I mean, like that's probably the only reason why it probably won't make as much money because you're competing against fucking Angry Birds. <laughs> Can you imagine? The nice guys open up against Angry Birds. And Shane Black, and I went to the screen with Shane Black, and he's like, yeah, we're opening up to fucking Angry Birds
0: that's so strange so we went from nice guys to good that is god this industry is so weird so thank you so much about our weird ass introspections as we talk about Lovecraftian Garfields and this like weird monopolized industry that we exist in Uh, we're on Spotify Mm. we're on Apple Podcast Uh, please tell me if you can be able to listen to us on there apparently there's been weird connection issues with that Uh, We're also on SoundCloud, of course. Thank you so much for listening to us, guys. It might be a little bit before we uh, do our newest, newest episode, but we appreciate you listening to us anyways. This is Robert signing off. This is Reggie. Good night, folks. Good night.